Today on the International Gospel Hour, let's be reminded of the effectiveness of sin. Too great a price was paid for us to allow sin to rule our lives. God sent His only begotten Son that we might be saved from sin. Let's be aware of sin and its power. That's our study today from the International Gospel Hour. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. Since 1934, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned for another lesson on this program by Jeff Archie. Are you listening? Thank you to our J-Web and greetings to all of you. It is a joy that you tune in to our broadcast and will spend time in study of the Word of God. We're thankful for, for wherever, or from wherever rather, you are listening to us. We are grateful you have chosen to listen in today. Now, throughout our broadcast, you're going to hear about our toll-free number, how you can reach us, and how we are willing to help you in your study of the Word of God. Our J-Web will come back later on about our free Bible study course and a very special Bible track that we're going to send to you, a small booklet concerning something is wrong, but the Bible is right. You'll hear more about these as our broadcast continues, but today... Let's begin as we are going to discuss the effectiveness of sin. Now, the word effectiveness is defined, and there's a couple of key phrases in this definition. The entire definition says the fact or quality of producing the intended or desired result or a deep or vivid impression. Now, let's begin by thinking about sin. Is it not safe to say that sin has an intended or desired result? Well, without a doubt. You know, the Hebrew writer in Hebrews 11 mentions about Moses in the context of verses 13 through 16, how that he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin for a season. Now, the passing pleasures. Now, that tells us those pleasures will not last forever, but when you have that pleasure, it appeals to the flesh. There's always danger when things appeal to the flesh. For example, we'll note in a few moments about Adam and Eve. But how about in the time of Isaiah? Isaiah 55 verse 2 affirms that their iniquities had separated them from their God. And he goes on to say, Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Sin has an intended or desired result to pull us away from God. Now, back to the definition Do you think sin produces a deep impression? Well, without a doubt. We can look throughout the Scripture and see how sin brought forth such a deep impression and how it brought suffering upon individuals who chose to go that route. And much to overcome when one would turn from sin. Sin will produce a deep impression. The massive power of sin and its effectiveness could only be addressed by something much more massive and effective. That is the love of God who sent Jesus to die for us. We see that in God's eternal purpose brought forth in Genesis 3.15. After the serpent had lied to Eve, had deceived her, 
she partook of the forbidden fruit and then gave to Adam and he partook. When God realized what they had done, and God knew, God knows all. But when they admitted, what did God say to that serpent that had deceived Eve? I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. The first prophecy stated of the coming of the Christ. Notice there would be an enmity between the serpent and the woman. Now think about the beauty of Mary giving birth unto the Christ child as one who was a virgin, Isaiah chapter 9, one who had never been with a man as we learn from the teaching of Matthew 1, but yet she brought forth the Christ child. But then he goes on to say, between your seed and her seed. Now it's interesting, some translations, the New King James Version, for example, will have a capital letter S for her seed seed. Now, what's interesting, folks, is when you look in Galatians chapter 3, and the seed of Abraham, and speaking of the seed, verse 16 and verse 19, within that study of Galatians 3, affirm that that is the Christ. We note that this seed of woman, Christ, would bruise the head of Satan, or he would crush him. Whenever you want to kill a poisonous snake, you always aim to separate the head from the body, and then you've got him. And then he goes on to say how the serpent or Satan would bruise his heel, would inflict a suffering upon Christ, which indeed happened on the cross. Dear friends, Genesis 3.15 is a wonderful text. It is the text that brings forth God's statement that he would bring forth a prophecy of the Messiah that Christ would come. And to see within that verse such great power reminds us in other texts that affirms, for example, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Not that God loved the world, but God so loved the world, a massive love that's so hard to define and explain. The words of Paul, who said in Second Corinthians 5.21 concerning God to Christ, that he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God, in him. He made Christ to be sin for us. That is affirmed by the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 53 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Dear friends, Christ has paid the price for our sin. But what will we do with our sin? Dear friends, let us see the effectiveness of sin. Be warned therein of its power. Look at examples in the Bible of how it stirred or steered, if you will, or turned people further away from God. And then let's see the best life to live for God through Christ. Before we get into our study, we always like to pause, give you a little bit of information about our work at International Gospel Hour. You may be a new listener. If so, we're thankful that you found us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear how you found our broadcast, from whence you are listening to us. But first, let us share with you some information about International Gospel Hour. 
What's the quickest way to reach us? That's simple. Call our toll-free number 1-855-IGH-6988 to request free Bible study courses, to ask a question, or to make a comment. The number is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Just leave your message and we will follow up as quickly as we can. That number again is 1-855-IGH-6988 or if you prefer, 1-855-444-6988. Dear friends, let's begin as we discuss sin and its effectiveness by looking at some verses from James chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 13 through 15. I'll give you just a second. Some of you listen to us as you have your Bible available there. Some of you listen to us in your vehicles or other ways. You may be driving, have a headset on, earbuds, whatever the case might be. But for those who have a Bible nearby, James chapter 1, will you drop down to verse 13? James, of course, the book in the Bible right after the book of Hebrews, near the latter part of the New Testament. James 1:13 through 15 let no one say when he is tempted i am tempted by god for god cannot be tempted by evil nor does he himself tempt anyone but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed then when Desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. A most humbling text, dear friends, and it must cause one to think, especially to Christians to whom this was written. Christians need to stay on guard, for Satan is still roaming and he's still looking. He is that roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, as Peter described him in 1 Peter 5, 8. And Christians must be aware of the wiles of the devil. Ephesians 6 and verse 13, he uses a number of ways to capture people. Back to James's text, each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires. Now, would it be safe to say that we have to be careful with our desires and make certain that our desires of a spiritual nature rather than physical. Dear friends, I'm not going to kid you here. This is a challenging study because sin is strong. But let's think about this text and let's consider studying and discussing three other biblical accounts, considering the text of James 1 as we see the effectiveness of sin. I mentioned moments ago Adam and Eve in Genesis 3. We're going to be referring back to them throughout our study. We're going to talk about Achan in Joshua chapter 7. Achan, spelled A-C-H-A-N, was one in Joshua 7 that brought a lot of suffering on Israel. And then we're going to look at old King David in 2 Samuel 11 and 12. Once the shepherd boy, now the king over Israel. And we're going to see how effective sin is and what it did unto these individuals. So, again, as we go back to James, the first chapter, God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone with evil. So, we can't blame God when we are tempted. But temptation happens when we're drawn away. Now, to be drawn away means drawn away from God. And then we see what happens when those desires, they will conceive and give birth to sin. 
When that sin is full grown, it brings forth death. Folks, that's how effective sin is. So here we go. Let's think about it. Sin is effective because it can use just one look. Now again, sometimes one blames God for the choices one makes, but one cannot say, I am tempted by God. It begins with us, just one look. All right, here we go. Let's talk about Adam and Eve in Genesis 3. When Eve first saw the fruit in the Garden of Eden, Genesis 3 and verse 6 says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Dear friends, that is when things got started. Just one look. You remember, Satan had been speaking to her and had deceived her. Just one look. Now, let's go to Joshua chapter 7. When the children of Israel lost their battle to the men of Ai in Joshua 7, dear friends, let's be honest, that is a loss that should have never happened. But it was because of the sin of Achan who took of the spoils. It began when he said, I saw. Now listen to Joshua 7.21. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels, I coveted them and took them. And there they are, hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent with the silver under it. That's what happened with just one look. Just one look of the things that God had commanded them in Joshua chapter 6 and verse 18 to keep away from the accursed things. There were certain things they were to bring unto the Lord and to His treasury, but there were things they were not to touch. And this was in the battle when the walls of Jericho had fallen. As we read throughout the rest of that chapter, then we find how Achan had taken of the accursed thing. It only took just one look. Now, let's think about David. The account of David with Bathsheba. 2 Samuel 11, verse 1, It happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel And they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Now, folks, did you catch that first move? When the kings go out to battle, David stayed in Jerusalem. Now, let me ask you, folks, what if the king David would have gone on to battle? Might have been a different writing. But nevertheless, then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to behold. Folks, that's where it started. Just one look. Now, of course, folks, we see things daily. But as one continues looking physically and moves further from God spiritually, well, friends, it only takes one look, but if that look keeps us looking, Sin will keep working, and then, number two, 
Sin is effective because it can use just one turn. Now again, our brother James notes that one is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Now let's go back to our accounts of Adam and Eve, Achan and David. Once again, the Garden of Eden. After Eve looked, she approached it by reasoning, Genesis 3, 6. She saw it was good, it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree desirable. So she approached it, and after the look, she considered it carefully and began justifying how good it looked and why. Let's go back to Joshua 7, once again the sin of Achan, who took of the spoils. It began when he said, I saw... And then he pondered what all it was, and back to Joshua 7.21, he said, I coveted. You see, he looked, now I covet, I want them. Once again, David, Second Samuel 11, who saw Bathsheba, from the look, verse 3 said, he sent and inquired and brought her to his house. Now, folks, while these individuals considered and coveted, They looked and then approached. You see how sin is so subtle it's strong. Now, we must pause here and be reminded that departure instead of approach is the way to go. I take us back to Genesis 39 when Joseph, in the house with Potiphar's wife, who desired Joseph, Joseph departed. He moved so quick that his coat came off in her hands to flee. Let's be encouraged by the words of Paul to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, 11, and 12. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue or follow righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. For many years, folks, preachers have used that illustration, or used that verse, rather, not an illustration, but verses to illustrate the teaching, flee, follow, and fight. Dear friends, let's think on these things. Sin is effective because it can use just one look and just one turn. And the psalmist said, Thy word have I hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. May we pause at this point and consider growing in God's word in battling sin? Dear friends, I want to pause in our study, and now here's our J-Web to mention, as I did earlier, about our free Bible study course available by mail. Your friends at the International Gospel Hour are offering absolutely free a Bible study course by mail. You may study in the privacy of your own home at your own pace. Feel free to give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things of God. And now, back to Jeff. And now, friends, let's talk about sin begins, sin continues, and sin is effective because it can use just one time. 
Back to James 1.15, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. The Garden of Eden. After she looked, after she approached it by reasoning, Genesis 3.6, she took of the fruit and gave to Adam. What happened? Well, God sent them forth. Man died spiritually. Paul, centuries later in Romans 5.12, said, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. We see what happens and the impact of the effectiveness of sin. The sin of Achan who took of the spoils, it began when he said, I saw, in Joshua 7.21, then he said, I coveted, and now I took. Later in Joshua 7 and verse 25, Joshua said to him, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones, and they burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. That is amazing. Folks, that's a stunner right there. But you see of the impact of what brought it upon Israel. They lost the men of Ai. And if you remember, studying earlier in Joshua 7, they had, shall we say, tempered down the number of people because they were convinced they could take it, and they did not. The adultery of David, who saw Bathsheba, 2 Samuel 11.2, sent and inquired, 2 Samuel 11.3, and sent messengers, and they took her and brought her to David, 2 Samuel 11.4. Then in verse 5, she sent back word that she was expecting child. She became pregnant by David. And then look at what all happened. To cover it up, seeing how Uriah, the husband of, of Bathsheba, was faithful as a soldier and would not go to his house. Second Samuel eleven fourteen and 15 says, In the morning it happened that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter, saying, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retreat from him that he may be struck down and die. Can you imagine Uriah taking his own death notice and not even realizing it? And how David commanded Joab to place him there and then retreat from him. My friends, you talk about a story that would be a wicked television broadcast. Oh, my. But then we go to Second Samuel eleven twenty six and 27. When the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when her mourning was over, David sent and brought her to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But listen, the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Friends, time will not permit us, but when we go into Second Samuel 12, Nathan the prophet confronted David on behalf of the Lord. And then David did confess his sin, but we notice two things from that. In verse 10, how the sword would never depart from his house. In verse 14, the child who is born unto you shall surely die. And you see, you think of the suffering of David. You see, friends, death came forth because of sin. Adam and Eve were sent from the garden, capital punishment upon Achan, and the sword not departing from David's house, thus the suffering that came forth. One look, one turn, one time. Yes, friends, sin is effective. It is effectively dangerous. Let us conclude this study with a thought from 1 John two fifteen seventeen. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. One look, one turn, one time. Verse 17. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Dear friends, let's battle sin and its effectiveness by looking at the Word of God. Here is our J. Webb with a very special gift we want to send to you today concerning the correctness of the Bible. Friends, we can look at this world and no doubt something is wrong. But did you know the Bible is right? We have a special free booklet we'd like to send you called Something is Wrong, But the Bible is Right. It is an exceptional study that clears away a lot of the confusion in the religious world and lets us see that the Bible is always right. Just call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Bible Tract. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and please leave your name, address, and just say, Bible Tract. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com, click on the Contact tab, and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Bible Tract in the message box. Another free offer of study from your friends here at International Gospel Hour. Now, back to our study. We as individuals are responsible for the choices we make, friends. May we be aware of sin and its effectiveness. Let us turn to Christ and walk with Him. Let us believe in Christ as commanded in John 3.16, to embrace His command of repentance in Luke 13, verse 5, to confess Him before men, Matthew 10.32, to be baptized as He is commanded in Mark 16 and verse 16, based upon our faith, a repentant heart and a mouth that confesses unto salvation. When we're baptized into Christ, we are forgiven of our sins, Acts 2.38, and added to His church, Acts 2.47, and to begin a wonderful walk with Him, 1 John 1.7. Let's continue our studies together another time, shall we? Thanks for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie, and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope, first, that it glorified God. But second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh.